lift up our hands and just appreciate God this morning. We thank you for what you have said to do in our lives. This morning, Lord, let your glory fill this place. Let your power be seen in our midst. Bring your words to us. Let it prosper us. Let it deliver. Let it set free. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Let's be seated. Thank you, choir. Hallelujah. I want to welcome us this morning to another beautiful time in the presence of God. Okay, so this morning I want to teach us a topic titled The Economy of Heaven and Your Prosperity. Well, because we are having a um, first food service next Sunday, it's important I just lay some foundation so that we understand how this thing works. So the first thing is uh, there's a relationship between riches and dominion. There's a relationship between riches and dominion. In the book of Proverbs 22 and verse 7, it says the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is a servant to the lender this scripture did not say the rich christian it says once you are poor the rich will rule over you and if you look at our country that's exactly the the story right now one reason why you must make up your mind not to remain poor are you with me let me read another translation listen it said the poor are ruled by the rich and those who borrow are slaves of money lenders now i'm not trying to make anybody guilty and i'm not saying you should not borrow but the bible says you are slave to the money lenders if you borrow i mean have they sent you some some messages from all those loan apps before about some of your friends I want to believe they have not sent to your friends about you he says so 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 person is a thief how now because the guy has borrowed money from a loan app and has refused to pay sometimes they will say they won't criminalize the person say, this so so person is a criminal and so they have all kinds of you know because and and the guy is escaping and running and trying to escape because he's actually owing that's, that's the first thing there's a relationship between riches and dominion you want to have dominion you must have money you must be wealthy number two number two thing quickly is that god has pleasure in our prosperity don't let anybody tell you things like if you are a born again christian you must be poor if you are serving god you must be suffering you must suffer all through your life. Suffer for Christ. Don't, no food to eat. Trek in the sun all day. No, that's not what the Bible says. Psalm 35 verse 27. Everything I'm telling you today, I'm going to give scriptures for them. Psalm 35 verse 27. It says, let them shout for joy. Somebody give a shout. Yeah. Let them shout for joy. Who are they referring to? It says, be glad. That favor my righteous cause. He said, let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Which acts what? pleasure think about your best food 
what's your best food and you are really really hungry very very hungry and they serve your best food i mean you have pleasure it because that moment becomes pleasurable you're excited it's food you want to eat or you start rolling your shirt like this ha ah, man because you're about to enjoy it god is excited when you have money i'm telling you the truth god loves it for you to have money in your pocket for your family and to help people out there who are do you know how many people are dying because of hunger do you know how many people are unable to go to school because of twenty thousand naira? what about if god blesses you so that you can put smiles on the faces of people come on say god wants me wealthy number three all blessings they come from god all blessings come on say all blessings all blessings come from god james chapter 1 verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift from above is from above and they come down from the father of light with whom is no variable as the shadow of turning so every good gift every perfect gift is sickness a good gift it doesn't come from god is evil a good gift it doesn't come from god is a beautiful car a good gift that one can come from god good car a good house let me tell you something people of god you are limited by your paradigms do you know there are some people they, they may not even, even be born again they just believe that me i can't be poor it's not possible i must have money and you have it mind so it's about what you believe you can be a born again christian because you have a mindset of it's not all of us that must that you have money you just exempt yourself from it all blessings come from god number four all blessings come from god through men to men there is a dynamics of transfer that involves men god is not going to come down and give you money god's going to bless you through men okay so let me pastor sylvester come joshua is come let me show you something so this is uh, brother easy oh yeah be praying you are praying for money oh lord i want money money pray 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 so so god comes and rubs his back and say your prayers are answered but he won't listen he's still praying so god comes through a man and puts that money that he needs in that man's hands okay it's all right so you are going home this man is around you but you refuse to greet him because he he looked at you somehow last week so refuse to greet him <coughs> give him an attitude stay there and this one somehow knows that you should help him but because he's also human and he's giving attitude he shuts it off so did god answer his prayer how come he still doesn't have the money because he doesn't recognize that god answers your money when it comes to wealth through men to men 
And I'm going to give a scripture to you. Thank you. Look at it. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall what? I can't hear you. Good measure. Let's read together now. Good measure. Shaking together. Shall angel. Oh. Shall men. So you give unto the Lord. But men will do what? Give back unto you. And sometimes the way men will give back to you doesn't mean, oh, let me now come and be greeting everybody up and down. Now, that's not what you do. Otherwise, you make a nuisance of yourself. Are you following? Shall men give unto you doesn't mean you go and put pressure on men. Shall men give? But notice now what what will make you stop, what will make that what will invalidate that attitude is where the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Are you still following me? So when he says, Shall men give unto you, there is your gifting or your value that you have in exchange there's a solution you are providing and somebody is ready to pay for that are you following me so it's not that you go and sit down and you are not doing anything you say shall men shall men shall men what are you doing what work are you involved in what business have you started there has to be a value that you are offering something you are doing in exchange for this money to come and then the supernatural dimension of supply jesus told the disciples go to the seaside you get a fish open the mouth you see money there work is involved go to the seaside jesus christ in all his power could have said no check that basket there <laughs> i've commanded the fish to land in that basket open his mouth bring the money out he didn't say he said go to the seaside so there's work involved i would say there's work involved all right so even after i've given i must make sure i'm diligent are you following me you can't say now that i've paid my first fruit for the whole year i sit down and expect it doesn't work that way payment of false fruit is not an escapism I just pay my first fruit and i'm lazy sitting down with nollywood earning the money See, there's no work of my hands through which God is going to bring in the blessings. So we're, we're not saying something magical here. Once you pay your first fruit, pew! no, I've got to give you a balanced teaching on this. While I'm encouraging everybody to pay their first fruit, I'm, I'm telling you that you must be doing something before the cycle of blessing is complete. Are you still with me? Number five, quickly. That was number four, right? okay before i go to number five you see there, there are men that are midwifing your destiny such people you can't fight them people who occupy uh, authority you know positions in your life like your parents your pastors the person who ordained you the person who led you to christ you can't fight those people you can't. The currency you need right now is in someone's account. I hope you know. 
Number five, wealth and abundance is not an achievement. It's a trust. Deuteronomy 8, 18, thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth you what? Power to what? To get wealth. That he may establish his covenant, that he may establish, that he may establish, that he may establish. So it's for the purpose of establishment and because god is the one that gives you the power to get well is giving you in trust it is not an achievement like a lot of people are waiting to have money so that they can deal with their village people when i buy my first car i'm going to my village to let them know that finally you thought i will not arrive here's my arrival <laughs> are you following me it's it's a trust so when you have money really you shouldn't change the way you walk it's it's you know when you think oh this money that has come is an achievement that's when you change the way you walk the way you talk to people and everything changes and then there's pride oh there shouldn't be pride just be yourself because you understand that it's trust god is trusting me with this money and this wealth it is the lord that gives you the power so if you have a good business or you're working and you are making money you're making millions guess what you are favored but understand eh are you following me that is from god that is not by your making you remember that rich man that said whoops i've saved enough money now i'm gonna just sit back and enjoy myself i'm going to dubai from dubai i will connect uh uh bahamas uh, from there i should touch uh no australia is not cool who wants to great kangaroo no not going there so i go and then you see all of those things so this that rich man did all of that and god said you are a fool for tomorrow I'm going to require your life from you. Other people will spend that money you saved up. Simply because he didn't recognize that it's from God. Come on, say, all I have is from God. If you don't believe all you have is from God, it's okay. But with time, you will. Because life has a way of teaching lessons. So, you understand that wealth is not your personal achievement because prosperity has nothing to do with money no prosperity definition of prosperity is advancement in life advancement that's prosperity nothing to do with money but you see advancement in life is going to bring money so there are people who have money and they are not advanced in life and so the bible says the prosperity of fools will destroy them are you still with me before you can say i am a prosperous person let me show you there are five levels that must be satisfied show us on this slide i i put it there for them number one is spiritual prosperity number two mental prosperity number three bodily prosperity number four financial prosperity number five relational prosperity money is just number one out of five so spiritual prosperity relationship with god i'm a born again child of god i have a relationship with god i serve god i'm walking somewhere for god I'm doing something. Oh, I don't have time to walk in God's house, but I'm one of the financial 
uh, supporters in church i give to what the church is doing beautiful spiritual prosperity number two mental prosperity because he said i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper in your soul are you following me even as in your soul so prosperity of the soul is essential so if you give somebody a lot of money who is not prosperous in his soul he's going to lose all that money somebody who is prosperous in his soul is going to collect all those money in time you know have you ever thought like this i've thought like that once when i was younger that we have uh, a lot of money in this country why can't they distribute one, one billion for everybody it will go around let's let's even don't say one billion just give everybody 100 million each we have enough money about five people have stolen enough money to serve 30 million to every nigerian one person one person has stolen that amount one so think about it 10 million for each person wow life will be good but in three months those who are poor will have gone back to their poverty because there's no value and financial integrity to absorb that amount of money into their lives so they're going to lose it some people will do better with it even when it's 10 million so I can convert this 10 million to 100 million football beds. You must be prosperous in your mind. Then there's bodily prosperity. So if you have all the money and you don't have bodily prosperity, you are smoking, you are drinking, you are, you are not just taking care of your, of your diet. Over time, the body will say, Mm-mm, time up. The money will still be there, but the body is tired. And when the body is tired, the spirit will have to go. May your body not be tired. Amen. You don't run after money and you are carelessly not paying your tithe because you see, you have put your trust in your uh, business acumen or what you can do or your career or whatever it is. So you don't pay tithe and you come with all kind of very foolish arguments like Bill Gates is the richest man, does he pay tithe? Oh yes, he doesn't pay time, but he's paying something. Go and find out. There's no rich man that is sustaining the wealth that is not paying something somewhere. Most of those guys are satanists. They are paying their tithe. It's not just not just to church. It's just that it's not for church. Somebody who is expecting Africans to die. Oh, you didn't hear when he said that? He said by by the time COVID nineteen happened. Eh? they'll be picking dead bodies on the streets of Africa. But it didn't happen. God did not allow. See, God is good. Because if COVID entered Berry Market, for example, think about it. Because those people, no, those people were not using nose mask. No, body market, they were not, but God in his mercy outside the country they were falling down and dying just dying like chickens so there's financial prosperity number five is relational prosperity relational prosperity deals with people you know people that you can access their lives because in the kingdom of God 
sometimes what you need in terms of advancement i'm not even talking about money now i'm talking about the blessing lies with somebody else that's how the kingdom of god has been orchestrated so if your relationship is bad and awkward you are disenfranchised you don't know how to honor people honor is the seed you give for access good or good understanding is the seed you give for favor are you following me you must learn to honor people above you and relate with them that's why the bible talks about the scourge of the tongue you don't want people above you to be saying ill negative things about you it's not good number six i've got to move there are three reasons god blesses us number one he desires that we live a comfortable life can you help me please tell your neighbor god wants you to live a comfortable life anything that contradicts that statement is from hell nobody should tell me that god wants us to live a very hard life suffering from hand to mouth having nothing regretting your salvation tired of life most times suicidal god wants you to live a comfortable life are you with me here let me tell you there are always four levels number one there is survival number two there's comfort number three there's luxury number four there's extravagance the last two survival and extravagance god doesn't want you there but survival is you have nothing living from hand to mouth extravagance is just you know squandering money all over the place but in between comfort and luxury that's where god wants you are you following me you can't tell me that god wants you in lack do you know how why many people are compromising do you know why how many people do you know why they went to prostitution you think they are bad girls they're looking for money they want to eat they want to eat and so somebody comes and says, let's have sex i'm going to give you 50k they jump some people will, have, will leave will give their body for sex for two thousand or gents 2k they are not bad people they are just hungry people poor people are you following me here that's why god has to bless us in this church because one of the things we should do is to rehabilitate them she be money you want go and ask them go and do a survey that are you enjoying the sex they'll tell you no so why are you continuing ah, man go chop now mammon spirit so come 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 don't do that again we'll give you the money set you up with a business that's the purpose of the church and we'll get there in jesus name Amen. are you still with me he desires you live a comfortable life number two so that you can provide financial resources for kingdom advancement you need to understand that the reason god blesses you one principal reason is for kingdom advancement pastor let's hold the crusade i'll sponsor it the purpose of wealth is kingdom advancement even though this guy is a muslim eh, he will call mega pastors give them billions for crusades donate it 
so there's a universal law that seed time and harvest will not cease it didn't say seed from a christian anybody who sows the harvest will come see as long as there's day and there's night are you following me here number three so that we can reveal the love and compassion of jesus to a dying world in practical ways in practical ways that's why god is going to bless you so think about it we do posters and we declare next week sunday is there's going to be buffet free food for all we announce on radio enough money to announce on radio enough money to cook for about 300 400 people or 500 people set a buffet and aside from that provide raw food in bags eh? all of this place all this car park will be jam-packed even people that have food in the house they say let me go and check i will preach the gospel to them what we cannot preach the, without money you'll be preaching to yourself three reasons god blesses you if you understand those reasons and plug into them you keep on having money you think you have money now you plug into this and see how god will bless you economic disadvantage has led many to their early death so you can't afford to be poor there are people to help out there so understand that me having money is not about me now change that vision it's about helping people it's about reaching out it's about kingdom advancement where you have that mindset i'm telling you money will keep flowing into your hand you won't be able to explain it but when you are just thinking of yourself alone me i and myself it's a selfish life now let me explain some foundational spiritual laws before i even mention false fruit issue i need you to understand this i need you to understand why it will be unfair for me to come as a pastor and be teaching you false fruit you must give your false fruit false fruit is it false fruit when you give false fruit second fruit will show up no you have to understand this so that when you are given the first rule is from the standpoint of understanding and your love for god not from the standpoint of wanting to go lower but if you come with that standpoint then you didn't give first fruit it's just wasted money i want you to honor god with the first fruit and see the blessing are you with me here so foundational spiritual laws number one is the law of value you must understand this that your value is a measure of your usefulness in the marketplace your ability to solve problems your ability to provide solutions that are useful in the context of our civilization that this is what i am offering people will need this they will buy it you must think like that what can i do that people will need what can i do that people will buy an example is the restaurant business people will keep on eating have a good restaurant put ac there put nice nice uh, interior you make your money are you following me you want to enter into business you don't enter into the kind of business that you know you go and 
enter the business of an item that people need once in a year no you think about everyday need water everyday need pure water business it will always sell you say eh, i will have done that business so but navtac number so the people that use this is navtac alphabet they are using no, because we are not ready to just press any little opposition I say, ah it's not for me any little ah it's not for me any little ah it's not for me you are not ready to go through the bureaucracy that is involved in setting up some of those things you said me to go and line up the secretariat for one document i can't even do it a lot of people are poor because of that go through the process and don't abandon i mean 10 business ideas none have started but all of them have been completed halfway because you you do it a little then you run you do it a little then you run you do it a little then you run no you press into it until you get there are you following me here so there has to be value your value will determine who pursues you and who rewards you money is reward for the value that you offer gather secondary school students tell them i want to do free lesson for you after two weeks say it's over some of them will tell their parents they will come back with money you have started yeah 200 level in school you have first class brain you are not you are not eating first class food because you are not thinking you need to move from your intellectual prowess to being smart to, to being street smart there are people who don't have intellectual prowess or well, they call one to ten but they are more wiser than you in business make friends with them make friends with them make friends with our yard they understand some things you don't understand life is dynamic people are moving you are still arguing about who i will not pay tight oh god after five years of christianity leave that place you are still struggling on how to use whatsapp when people are doing nft selling stuff on nft he said, what's NFT? Then you, if, if you don't get it, <laughs> if you are still saying, what's Bitcoin? I cannot do Bitcoin in my life. It's only Naira I know. Okay? In another five years, it will surprise you. And I'm not saying you should go and put your money in crypto without understanding. They will fry you alive. Those people above, their systems are perfect. They will, they will rush you like this. You put your money, they will collect it. If you are still saying, what's Bitcoin? I cannot do Bitcoin in my life. It's only Naira I know. Okay? In another five years, it will surprise you. Number two law is the law of productivity. The ability to create, enhance, and then develop your value into products. The value you have, the giftings you have. How do you monetize your giftings? You must sit down and find out. There are books to read, people. Everything you are trying to do now, some people have done it. How do I monetize my giftings? How? How, how will I make this thing I can do or I have a flair for? How will I make people buy it? Then you are talking of packaging. You are talking of um, exposure, publicity. As in the way life the way life is dynamic right now you can't just sit down 
hoping that I give my offering last week. Something, somebody, somebody will just come and give him money. You must find something doing. Number three is the law of absolute strength. These laws I'm giving us, they govern prosperity and increase. You must know them. The law of absolute surrender. Talk to any wealthy person who has been wealthy for a while. In the millions. They will tell you, this is what I do. They will tell you that I have about four businesses. Because even people like Dangote, they cannot rest. I hope you know. Those people don't sleep. Because they must keep on. Eh? Servicing. The day it down to rest, somebody will overtake him. Law of absolute surrender. Job 22, 21 to 25. Giving to God. That's what the Bible says. Giving to God. Come to terms with him. And everything will turn out just fine. Let him tell you what to do. And that's very important. Let God direct you. Take his words to heart. Verse 23. Come back to God Almighty. He will rebuild your life. He will clean house of everything evil. Then verse 24. says, Relax your grip on your money. And abandon your gold-plated luxury. Let God Almighty be your treasure. More wealth than you can imagine. Number four. is the law of tithe. Maybe later I will take time to explain all these things. Right now I'm just running through them. The law of tithe is a law in itself. You can't joke with your tithe, people. You want kingdom prosperity, you must be a tither. Malachi 3, 10, message translation. Bring your full tithe to the temple treasury so there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. So your tithe is not what you give to the poor. Your tithe is not, as I was coming to church, I saw one man and he has no it is so I gave him a tithe. No. Your tithe is to be brought to the church and given to God. Separate your tithe from the money you give to the poor, use for charity and all of that. Number five is the law of giving. Genesis 8.22 While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease and under the law of giving then you have uh, things like profit offering or venison profit offering or venison is the money you give or you sow into the life of your pastor or your man of god and doing that helps open you up to supernatural flow of finances then there's false food offerings there's kingdom offerings and then there are others like vows and seed faith and all of that but the false fruit is powerful because there's a prophetic dimension to it one of the mysteries when we bring our false fruits as a sacrifice unto the Lord and listen to me you can use your sacrifice to break cycles cycle of poverty talk to people who are kingdom promoters and they are wealthy they would always tell you that there was one day I did this and boom when you want to change your financial level it will require sacrifice I'm not trying to make us uncomfortable because even me now it's not easy for me teaching this because like asking for money 
but I can't hold back the truth from you. If you want to break certain seasons of your life, you do it with sacrifice. I'm telling the truth. I was, I was speaking to God about my first fruit and I was telling God about certain things I want done this year. And God told me my first fruit to pay. I immediately paid it. I emptied my account. I'm saying this under God. And I'm not saying you should do the same. I'm telling you what I did, what God told me. When I paid my first rate, I had 11 naira left. Don't sympathize with me. No. If you are going to do anything, rejoice. Because the harvest will be massive. So false fruit is not something you say, okay, 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 what have you? No, you listen to God and let him tell you. And then you present it to God. And see what happens. You can use sacrifice, false fruit to change the cycle of your life. The time I started earning dollars, earning about a thousand dollars every month, for about two years consistently it was sacrifice I went to God God I need I need to do this I need to do that God said this is what I want you to give and I gave it I don't have time to explain maybe some other day supernatural circumstances took place and I've told you before but let's go on because of our time so in Proverbs chapter 3, 9 to 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. So shall your burns be filled with plenty and your presses shall what? Bust out with new wine. So how do you honor the Lord? Honor there is your value system to God. Your value system. So why is the Bible saying we should honor him with our first fruit? Because God's order is that when the root or the foundation is blessed, the remaining is blessed. Give us Romans eleven sixteen. It's on the slide there. He said if the first fruit is holy, listen, the lump is also holy. If I bring my first fruit to God, then the remaining of my finances this year becomes holy and if the root is holy so are the branches it's a major scriptural principle that governs first fruit that the first represents the total and that whatever you do with the first will govern the rest so by as by presenting your first fruit to god you are asking god in a covenant arrangement to take care of the remaining months of the year. This is the reason for falsehood. The reason for falsehood is not that you bring money so that the church can have money. It is for you, not for me. And then I'm going to say a few things about the practice of falsehood. Number one is that falsehood offering must be taken to God's house. I know some of you did transfer. It's okay. But on that day, you come out and bring a token, like representative of what you have transferred. In Exodus 23, 19, look at it. The first of the first fruit of your land 
he will bring into the house of the Lord. See, he says, I'm the Lord your God, and you must bring the first part of your harvest to the place of worship. It has to be brought consciously. Number two, first fruit offering must be delivered to the priest or the pastor. It's known as a high priest in Israel. In Leviticus 23 verse 10, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give unto you, and you shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. Number three, the first fruit offering applies to all that a man engages in for livelihood. Deuteronomy 18.4 It says, The first also of your corn, of your wine, of your oil, and the first of the fleece of your sheep shall thou give him. Number four. The giving of first fruit offering must be accompanied with worship. And this is important. When you are going to bring your first fruit, you bring it in worship. That offering is sacred. is unto the Lord. So you are worshipping with it. So what we'll do next Sunday when you bring it, when you come with your first fruit, you will worship God with it. Listen to me. I listen to a man of God. He said in the church, a man of God preached and they raised money, sacrifice. He said he didn't have anything to give. So he went to his house, packed everything he had, like we lay his hands on, and dragged it in a sack. He said God told him. And before he brought it, he said for three hours he prayed on it. That's the worship part. Three hours. He prayed on it. The Lord, this sacrifice. Then he brought it. Took it to the altar. That singular action changed his financial fortune. Deuteronomy 26.10 And now behold, I bring the first fruit of the ground which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. Number five. It must be offered once and during each cycle of harvest, which was yearly in biblical times. However, you should know that in situation of multiple planting seasons, within one year, it becomes due after each harvest, like promotions, like change of job. So Nehemiah 10.35, he says, and we obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first of all the fruits of all trees year by year to the house of the Lord. Somebody says, hey, I paid first fruit last year, two years ago. I didn't see anything. That's why I taught you about the law of value, law of productivity, changing your paradigm, first of all, as a foundation. Because if those things are not in place, then it's going to look like nothing is working. Number six, givers of first fruit offering, they will enjoy God's comprehensive insurance. Because God issues automatic judgment on whoever, whatsoever attempts to devour givers of false fruit. We see that in Jeremiah 2, 3. He said, Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the false fruit of his increase, all that devour him shall offend, evil shall come upon them. So, when you pay your false fruit, you become untouchable, as it were. Number seven. God can be called upon to specially favor the giver of first fruit. 
you can get to the month of March. God, <laughs> I paid my first fruit. This and this and this, I want it to happen this month. Nehemiah thirteen thirty one. Look at it. He says, "I arranged for a regular supply of altar wood at the appointed times and for the first fruits." Next thing he said, "Remember me, O oh my God, for good." You can call God to remembrance over your first fruit. Number eight, there is a tangible blessing when you honor God with your first fruit. Ezekiel forty four verse thirty. Look at what it says. He said, the priest shall have the best of all the false ripened fruits. The best of every gift from all your contribution must go to the priest. The best of your dough must go to the priest. And then he said, this will cause a blessing to rest on your home. A particular transition says, after the people have presented their false fruit, then the priest will bless the people. Listen to me, people of God. Listen. And... I'm saying this with all sense of responsibility. I've started praying that every blessing that will be proclaimed upon you next Sunday will become a reality. Number nine is that the person, the person is more important than the first fruit. If you look at the scriptures, God is not always interested in your money without first being interested in you as a person. A lot of pastors and churches, sadly enough, manipulate people and make them feel like <clears throat> once you bring the money, you are okay. It doesn't work like that. God is interested in you as a person. I'm good. I'm going to show you scripture in a moment. You as a person, the quality of your life. God is not a user. You understand that? It's not. Just be bringing money. Just be bringing money. No. He wants your life to improve. That's why they seed and harvest. That as you give, the quality of your life is improving. Because God is is pleasurable you being wealthy because now you become a showcase of what his power can do in anybody's life that's what the book of james says if you if somebody comes to you and say i'm hungry don't just say father in the name of jesus bless this man bless him bless him give him money to eat in jesus name go in this thy strength no he said after you have prayed put your money in your pocket and say okay take this go and eat that's true prosperity ability to look at the man in the midst of his needs and meet that need. That is kingdom prosperity. So prosperity is not just for you as a person. It's for people. It's for the kingdom. It's for the Lord. And you need to understand that. So, God is interested in you as a person. I'm already rounding up. Genesis chapter 4. Look at it. 4 to 5. It says, an Abel he also, look at it, he brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. Look at it. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Look at that. He had respect unto who? He didn't say he had respect to his offering alone. He had respect unto Abel, the person, before the offering. 
And in verse 5, he said, But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. Cain, offering. And you see, the Bible doesn't miss words. Every word you see in the Bible is not a mistake. I mean, the Bible could have said that God had respect unto the offering of Abel. No, he said it had respect unto Abel, the person first before what you are giving unto the Lord. Which is why the number one thing God is interested in is first of all your life as a person. He wants a relationship with you. If you have a relationship with God, paying tithe will not be an issue to you. One tenth of my money to the God that I love is not an issue. It is when you, you don't love God, you don't have a relationship that becomes difficult. And people will always criticize tithes, false fruit, and all the rest till Jesus comes. He said from the time the child that was a point of the flesh is criticizing the one of the spirit. If you read about Agar and Isaac, Agar was mocking Isaac. Isaac was the ideal son. About uh, what's the name of Agar's son? Ishmael was mocking was mocking him. And the Bible says in the book of Galatians that it is the same today. The point of the flesh is mocking the point of the spirit. So people go on social media and say, are idiots? They are paying tight. You are a fool if you give, pay your tight. You are an idiot if you pay false fruit. All of that will be. And this is what happened in the story of Cain and Abel. Because God did not have respect unto the offering of um, Cain, he killed his brother. Out of envy. So people will continue to kill believers on social media over the issue of tithes and offering. But that shouldn't stop you because you are doing this from the point of revelation, not from the point of manipulation. It's not from the point of, of compulsion. If you don't pay your first fruit, you will die. Mm -mm. If you don't pay your first fruit, there will be no food for you in 2022. Mm -mm. It's not if you do, if you do, if you don't, God will mm -mm. It's out of love. Out of relationship. If, if your earthly dad needs something right now, you provide it. Why? Out of love. Are you still with me? Can you close your eyes one moment, everybody? Is there anybody here who, is not, who doesn't know the Lord? You would like to give your life. I want to pray for you quickly. But you want to rededicate your life because God wants you as a person first 